Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do they talk a good game for another wonderful but majorly controversial week? There's a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss Coming to you from a Zoom call this week as I am out of Sydney. My name's Lockie Pringle, joined as ever by the uh, wonderful (laughs) (laughs) Harvey Billingham. Hello, thank you. Yeah, as you touched on, there is a lot to talk about this week in the world of footy. Obviously, we had a big weekend. Uh, Some of the results being fairly predictable, others not, and others... Others rife with controversy. Rife with controversy. A few robberies, Um, well maybe just one robbery. Uh, It's unbelievable, maybe maybe that's the place to start, seeing the tip of our tongues. Maybe, Um, you know know that I hate to start these podcasts just all about the Tigers, just hate to do it, but uh, but it, it just seems like... You know, for for a team that's running last on the ladder, there's always something. There's always something to talk about this year with the Tigers. For uh, sure. Usually not for very good reasons. Um, and you know, from the Tigers' perspective, honestly, it is a. It's a fairly. It's it's. I, I don't consider it a negative reason from a Tigers fan perspective in the sense that we should have beaten second place on the ladder. We played well 100%. enough. Hundred percent. We played well enough. We put together a performance that was good enough to, to defeat the Cowboys in Townsville. So from a fan perspective, I'm incredibly proud of the team for coming together uh, and getting what should have been our first win uh, since since sacking Madge. Uh, like, you know, just the bunker referees, the fact that Cowboys were even allowed to challenge when there wasn't a stoppage in play. Uh, I don't know what decision the ref made that they were challenging because on it, it, the time ran out. It was full time, so I'm 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 confused where the mo because a few weeks ago the Raiders v Dragons there was a similar thing and the Raiders tried to challenge on full time and the ref yep. said there wasn't there was no, there's been no stoppage in play. I've called full yep. time, so yep. so you know the ref didn't make any decision regarding what happened, and so what's the what's the stoppage a tackle well if it's a tackle then it's full time and then if it's full time then they can't challenge so it's just an ongoing 100 percent agree (laughs) and it's getting ludicrous now like like the problems are so um damaging to the game because it everybody in the football community the fans guarantee most of the players all the experts on the panels on mainstream tv can see that they got the decision wrong. The NRL admits, at least in part, that the decision made by the bunker, whether it should even got to a bunker decision, but the decision made to award a penalty was wrong. They admitted that on on Monday at their press meeting. Yeah. How anyone can defend the bunker now is beyond me. Because in this situation, 
regardless about what happened on field and whether the challenge was permissible or not, which I think most people are in agreement that it wasn't, as you touched on that last play of the game in the Raiders game the other week, yep. is the exact same scenario and they ruled it one way. They say, this yeah, gets yeah. ruled another. Yeah. But this was, there was no time left on the clock. So the bunker could have taken all the time in the world to make the right decision. They could have looked at every angle. And the fact that they had everything laid out in front of them, they didn't were under no time pressure, and it was a massive decision. Yeah. In the in this in the position the game was in, how they still get it wrong, you can't defend that. How yeah. how are we spending so much money and how do we have a decision-making process that gets it wrong? And then they come out and they admit that it's wrong, but but nothing's going to change. They have to get rid of the bunker. They cannot keep going forward with it because if, they're in, if this is the situation that they're being put in to get these decisions right and they get them wrong, what is going on? Basically, what is going yeah, on? Basically, you can, you know... Well, what what the bunker has proven is that it's possible for anyone to get a decision wrong, whether it's an on-field ref or someone looking at multiple slow-mo videos. It's possible for either of those two people to get the decision wrong, but it is way less forgivable <laughs> for someone in the bunker <laughs> to That's get it. to get one wrong than it is for the you know the guy on the field. Yeah, you're actually protecting referees if you take away the bunker because. Decisions are going away and at least, you know, while obviously everyone will still hate referees, there's the, like, just, you can at least have some kind of logic going, all right, the ref maybe didn't see it the way that I saw it. And we have the benefit of replays. The referee doesn't move move on. He's made the call. I'm pissed off about it, but he's made the call. You know what I mean? I I, I 100% agree. And in all honesty... Are they going to get more decisions right or wrong by scrapping the bunker and just leaving it down to the rest again? Who knows? And I think the game was right to experiment with a bunker, with a review system, um, but it hasn't worked. It's worse for the game. Do we have more or less controversy about the officiating in the game now than we did five years ago? Well, there's more because it's expected that every decision is correct because they have all this access to technology and stuff. When it's a ref on the field who has a feel for the game, calls it as he sees it, yes, there are going to be decisions that are going to be missed. There are going to be decisions that go against you, but that's just the way it's going to be. You know, there's human error in the game. Just as the players are going to drop the ball and you'll be pissed off at them, the refs are going to miss a forward pass or whatever it might be, and you'll be annoyed at them for the day. it's just ridiculous that they come out and just defend the process. The captain's challenge should never have happened. And yes, this is massive for the Tigers who should have won the game and should be, you know, maybe resurging, getting off that wooden spoon spot or anything. But it's also huge for the Cowboys who, if they lose that game, suddenly they're tied in in the top four battle. At the moment, they're clear like two points ahead in second. Yeah. They lose that game. They're tied with the Sharks and the Broncos. And it opens up the top four race massively. So heading into the final series, how they... It's just infuriating, honestly. As fans of the game, we want to see, you know, the team that plays the best rewarded with the win. And to have a team robbed in a performance like that by a decision that so many people can clearly see was the wrong one, and then they come out two days later and admit it's the wrong one. What are you doing? 
Yeah. How do we trust the, the, the refs and the officiating system going into final? How can we, How do go, we go out in there? the grand oh, no. final? Yeah. If, if, if that's a bloody grand final, like we had an incident a couple of years ago with the six again call in the Raiders storm match. And yeah, there was so Raiders, much uh, damage done to the, oh yeah, sorry, to, yeah. to um, trust the refs to make the right decision so that we know that the best team is going to win on the day. That was not the case on Sunday. The best team did not win. The no. Tigers were the better team. They were ahead at full time. And for some ridiculous reason, that God knows what, the Cowboys were allowed to challenge, get a penalty that they shouldn't have been given and kick a, a, kick a penalty goal. I'm mad. Um, I I'm, am mad. I'm mad too. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I'm mad too. In, yeah, and it's, it's one of those ones that in the scheme of the season, yes, it's... It was a top team against a bottom team, and you know Cowboys are prob- were probably going to end up finishing second anyway. And Tigers are probably still destined for a wooden spoon this year, but it doesn't excuse anything that's gone on because you know Panthers could have been a uh, record record breakers, uh, being the first team since 1975 to be ten points clear on the ladder at the top, uh, and they don't get to do that. So you know history gets uh, gets messed up, and records get get changed and messed up. So. It's twisted. It's, it's it, really twisted. It's really twisted. Harvey, another talking point. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's whatever the magic is of this podcast, but both of our teams are swept up in it. And mm-hmm. yesterday, it's a pretty unique um, unique situation that Manly find themselves in. <laughs> like, uh, it was a couple of days ago that they revealed that they would be the first ever NRL team to to don a, a pride jersey this weekend, mm-hmm. celebrating inclusion of everyone in the sport of rugby league. And I think the vast majority of us looked at it and and were congratulating Manly for being the first team to 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 do that sort of thing. You know, we've got we've got indigenous jerseys, we've got women in league jerseys, but it just I think Inclusion of everyone, uh, regardless of sexuality, regardless of gender identity, I think is so important in the sport mm-hmm. of rugby league, 100%. especially you know as yeah, I, it's uh, and yeah, it's pretty disappointing, I guess the uh, the response from some of some of the the heavily Christian uh, players in the manly side, and I've got I've got my views. On an, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that neither of us support their decision. But uh, <laughs> no, no. But I'm interested to hear, I, um, hear your thoughts. Obviously, it's disappointing from the club's perspective. I think it's disappointing from the footy community's perspective as well. How we want to be as inclusive, we want to grow the game, we want to reach a broader audience and make sure that everybody in the Australian and, and footy community more broadly is is welcomed and accepted in the game. I think it was a really positive step by the, the Manly um, club to release this jersey. But I think internally they probably haven't gone about it the right way. Right. Or um, right. I don't know if they considered all the ramifications of from, just from an internal club point of view rightly or wrongly whether they they were in a position to make this move obviously well maybe not i'm in the position that we should 100 percent be wearing this jersey we should have a whole round dedicated to it it's, it's mm. massively important as you touched on the players themselves obviously you have to respect their right to express and follow their values and their beliefs 
whether that's religious or cultural or mm. um, whatever. But if they're going to sit out the game, they're letting down the club, the community, their fans. The, currently, the jersey that Manny's wearing is covered in gambling ads. Yeah, exactly. That's that's um, almost the so main if, if the main point. Yeah. It's like well values if values are well, that strong. If you're um, if you're claiming this on to be on religious grounds and not just straight up homophobia, then yeah. then then you then you then you would feel the need to be, you know, they're saying they needed to be consulted about the fact there was a rainbow on the jersey. Well yeah. well if that's the case then then clubs should be expected to consult every Christian or religious uh member of their squad every time they sign a sponsorship deal with a gambling company you know what i mean so uh, i i just i yeah it it is massively problematic now it's massively problematic because if they're going to sit out the game and it's i I hope they come to an agreement where where they don't sit out the game and and, and they wear the wear the jersey i I will be most disappointed in the club if they change the jersey that, Most disappointed because that is completely backflipping. That is, I would showing be too, a yeah. lack of commitment, and that that is if, yeah. if you're going to um, become an like, you're going to support the the LGBT plus community. You you need to stick to that. That's yeah. you know, uh, there are many fans I'm sure from Manly from rugby league that will be massively impassioned and and pleased to see the steps that man they've taken and would love all the clubs to follow suit so to backflip on it would be heartbreaking yeah i agree i i I don't think they can they have to stand firm and i you know obviously this is yeah the the issue is bigger than football but it also happens to be a very crucial game in manly season. 100%. In terms of on the footy pitch, it, it's, it's massive. It's eight it's versus eighth, nine. It's the Roosters. It's eight versus nine. It's, it couldn't have come at a at a, at a more inconvenient time for the club. Uh, but, yeah, God, I, I just honestly just, just fucking just wear the rainbow, boys. You know what I mean? Like, who gives, like... A hundred percent. It can represent, you know, you don't have to think in your mind of it as representing... <laughs> what it represents you just just wear wear the jersey you already you already just wear whatever the club tells you to wear a a, a few like a rainbow gradient of on on yeah. the on the white lines you can do that for, uh, you can do it for one week you can be a big manly has it. to stand firm because they're employees of the club and they they sign a contract to um yeah you know, align with the club's values, which is community first. They, they serve the community. There's a lot of volunteer and social work that, that the players in the club does for the local community. Mm. And to just back out of uh, an initiative that the club's putting forward when it aligns with the club's philosophy is it's a breach of the contract. Like, like To just step down from your playing commitments. I mean, honestly, if they're going to make that decision, dock them this week's wages. Like, yeah. they're not doing their job. No, they're not. If that's their choice that they want to make and they're happy to make that sacrifice, fair enough. Yeah. Stick to your guns if you really want to do that, but there are going to be consequences whichever way this unfolds. Absolutely. And unfortunately, they're, they're mostly negative ones yeah. when it should be a celebration and it should be... Uh, yeah, a cause to rally around and, and 
make it a you know a special occasion for for the football community and football fans. Yeah, uh, couldn't agree more. I think those are two of the biggest kind of talking points come out of the week. They just so happen to both revolve around our clubs. We're not trying to be biased. That's right. But uh, we'll just quickly touch on a few more little things that happened throughout the week. Kevin Proctor is no longer a Titan uh, yeah. because he was caught vaping at halftime. Oh, uh, come on, mate. Bro, I know. <laughs> it was, he was it's like, ask, it's like he you're was asking a 12-year-old kid. Like, he was asking for it. Vaping at halftime. It was a, serious? It's, it's disappointing for a former captain of the club. Uh, now very much has had a fall from grace. I think he'll find himself either in England next year or retired because I don't think yeah. I don't think any NRL club's going to stand for it. And it's one of those things that when he was at Melbourne, well I mean obviously he had the cocaine scandal when he was in the New Zealand camp while he was at Melbourne. But uh I think yeah, the the Melbourne system would have he would have been way too afraid to do that at Melbourne, but I think players feel they can yeah. go to a a lesser club and and get away with more and disrespect the club more because they feel that the club needs them. You know what I mean? And I, it's just not on. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a terrible look. He'll obviously be disappointed. I'm sure if he could, you know, go back in time, he wouldn't do it, but it's too late. It's too it's, late. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a bad decision. Um, touching on the storm though, they, they lose again. We're, we're in uncharted territory, four in four. a row. I can't believe um, it. I mean, going you'd, on? you'd still be brave to write off the storm as they head into finals, but I think their top four spots under threat. Yeah, I think. I think they. Bellamy needs to work his magic. If they if they turn this around and become premiership threats again, then you know it's almost going to be one of his greatest coaching seasons. Absolutely. Um, I think they are really starting to miss players like Pappenhausen. Yeah, I think that. Harry Grant is obviously one of the best hookers in the game, but there was a different element in their forward pack last year when it was that one-two punch in, yeah. out of dummy half. Yeah. And they've just lost a bit of that edge and dynamism, dy- dynamicism, whatever that word is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> with just a having a, the one straight up hooker. So they've got questions to answer and, Next year, the side's going to look very different as well. So whether they start looking to to blood some of those younger players coming through, they're going to have to have replacements for the Bromwich boys, for Kafusi, um, all lined up. So maybe yeah. they start looking to the future. It sounds weird for the Storm to sort of ride off a season, but if they're not top four at the end of the year, I don't think they're premiership threats. Yeah, absolutely. Um that well, that's been three pretty negative uh, little talking points of the week. Uh, I'm going to finish on a positive one. Our boy Ricky Stewart re-signed with the Canberra Raiders for three more seasons against all odds. He's on, honestly both years we've done this podcast, we've thought that he could potentially be a mid-season sacking, uh, yeah. and he started this year pretty poorly as well. But once again, he's got Raiders. I mean, it's not like he's got him in the top eight or anything like they're they're fighting they're doing good fighting at 10th you know what i mean but uh they they love ricky at, at canberra and i think any time yeah. that anytime there's any sort of positive coming out of out of ricky's team they'll they'll throw the book at him because he's such a legend there i think 100 percent. and they, they he's done really well with the with the you know the struggles that they've had this year especially in terms of um jamal fogarty missing the first half of the season when he's come in and they've had a settled settled halves pairing, it's been um, 
you know, much improved their performances and things. Mm. Obviously, losing Hodgson this year, um, bringing through Zach Wolford as a as a sort of reserve grade hooker has been leaps and bounds, and he's getting the best out of his forward pack again. Uh, we know that the forward pack is, you know, the sort of the big threat at the Raiders, and they've been so impressive. And they've really stepped up. So slow start to the year, but I still think he's the best man to to lead them around. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Felice Kafuji has pledged his allegiance to Tonga in the World Cup, so Paul Kent can go and shut the heck up about Queensland having more passion than the Blues, because either way, as we've said, international allegiance has nothing to do with state of origin pride, but yeah. it, I'm glad that at least we can go, look, a Queenslander doesn't want to play for Australia too. Look. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's our, that's our weekly wrap. There was a lot to bloody dissect there. Um, and we can go more lighthearted after this little ad break with our fantasy and tipping champs for the week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back from the ad break. Let's, uh, let's, let's dive into the fantasy and tipping champs of the week, Harvey. Let's do it. All right, fantasy. Now, obviously, we're running into finals we want to reach that thousand point mark every week so yep. that we can climb up the rankings, climb up the ladder. And there was one player oh, that was able to do that. Only one. From our fantasy league this week. And that was Jacob Hutley, 97. So well done, oh, it's Jacob. One our, it's one of our top, top contenders. Yeah, coming in second with oh, a score wow. of 1,045. Oh, Overall be- rank, 1,250th yeah, out of everyone that's in the world. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And he's chasing down Cooper German in first place, yep. who is currently ranked 412th. Okay. So okay. top 500. Still in that top 500. We still you can boast push to, on be, into that top to be 100. a footy podcast with a top 500 all-time fantasy player. So that's exciting. <laughs> that's we'll put it. that on the poster. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Good luck to those two. They seem to be fighting it out as we head into the last seven or eight weeks of the footy season. Cool. Tipping. Nobody gets full marks. No. Nobody can get full marks at the moment. It tends to be as you get towards the back end of the season, the game becomes a bit more predictable. As yeah. The top of the ladder and the bottom of the ladder sorted out. Early season, you're not quite sure where teams are going to line up. Which game would have been um, tripping everyone up? Let me have a look. I think the Manly game. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Most people, you'd tip Manly. Um, um, Storm v. Rabbitohs. Storm Rabbitohs would have gone yeah. either way as well. Yeah. Uh, but there were lots of people that got seven out of eight. 
Okay. And there was only one who got a margin of 20 or less because the margin was the Manly game. Ah. So I think lots of people tipped for Manly. Mm. Um, so the smallest margin we had was 20. So congratulations to Caden Donaldson. Caden Donaldson, well done. Seven out of eight. Margin of 20, which happened to be the smallest this week. Well done. Caden, 09. Tipper of the week. Congratulations. Congratulations. Do we have any predictions league results to delve into this week? You bet we've got predictions league results to delve into this week. Uh, round round 19, it was an eventful mm-hmm. one in the predictions league. Our ladder leader, Tim, not submitting a prediction. Didn't manage to get one in. That is confidence for you. His comment, yeah, I know he's, he's, <laughs> he's so honest, far ahead. He doesn't he's even like, need to play. I need he's given himself a buy. <laughs> our ladder leader has given himself a buy. He commented on our post saying, "Just thought I'd give you guys a chance to uh, <laughs> to catch up, catch up, make make up some ground." And um, we didn't really, we didn't really make up any ground. The only player that got an, a prediction correct was me, um, and I've ended up jumping from last place to equal second. Wow. Um, by yes, I've got. I had I had three plus teams to win after being behind at halftime. And Harvey, as painful as it was was to watch the te- the Cowboys get the win over the Tigers, it <laughs> sealed that 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 bunker decision sealed my predictions league victory because Gave I had two. I had two games where the team behind at halftime won. It was Panthers v Sharks. And it was, uh, which game was it? The Warriors game. Warriors v Raiders. Raiders. Yes, Raiders came back. Um, So I had those two, but I didn't have another one. And then Tigers obviously came out and played great in the first half against the Cowboys. And you know what? They played great in the second half too. But uh, Ashley Klein had other ideas about where the result of that match was going. So I'm still mad. I'm going to be mad for a long time about this. It's it's annoying. And and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mad about it. With the Tigers in 16th. Imagine if they were, you know, ninth or something, for example. Uh, but it, it's just, uh, sorry to derail the podcast again. But no. <laughs> the, the same thing could happen in, you know, in a knockout finals week or in the grand final. Yeah. If they're going to defend that process, which they've come out and said that the captain's challenge was allowed, what are we doing? You're making it up. You're making it up. Stop. Stop making stop, it up. Stop refing. Let the players decide. Just yeah. Get rid of the refs altogether. Get rid of the refs altogether. Anyway, Harvey. Uh, <laughs> move, my, move it on a little bit. Yeah. Well, my correct prediction has catapulted. Ooh, I love a, good, a little burp there. <laughs> Why is this happening all the time? Um, my, my, my prediction that three yes. and more teams would, would get the win after being behind in half time has catapulted me into equal second with you. Wow. So we've got Tim in our sights. He's still seven points clear of us. But, All right, now but we're, we're chasing him down. We're, we're chasing him down. Here we go, back into the season. I think we can get him. Um, your prediction, Harvey, was the Sharks would defeat the Panthers. Didn't yeah. didn't turn out to be the case. Nikki, they started strong, but couldn't, couldn't go over the line. No. Nikki on our Patreon said all home teams to win. I think. Two away teams won, so incorrect. And uh, Marina on our Patreon can also consider herself robbed. Simple prediction that the Tigers would defeat the Cowboys. Mm, And that would have been worth eight points, which would have seen Marina jump to second and be two points behind Timothy Ball. 
Yeah. So close, close, but uh, no cigar. Close, but no cigar. But <laughs> that's why we make our new predictions for this week. Yes, we've we, got we to. Aim, we chase down. We chase down Tim at the top of the predictions league. We we go again. We get on our horse. It's getting exciting. You know, for a while there, me and you were sitting last and second last behind all of our wonderful Patreon members who play with us. Uh, but no, we're, we've just been playing the long game. You know, it, it's 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 these games as you head into finals that you that you want to win. Uh, yeah. And we've been we've been timing our run perfectly, if you ask me. So, Harvey, <laughs> what is your prediction for round twenty? My prediction round twenty. I'm venturing a little further out here and I'm focusing on fantasy. I think that there'll be a player to get 100 points from their game in fantasy. A player to get 100 points in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, right. This is pretty rare. I think the last time this occurred, um, if my research is accurate, will be... When Talakai absolutely decimated right. the man side, scoring what was it, four tries in the first half or something, setting them all up and running for 200 meters um, in 40 minutes. And the best first half performance we've ever seen catapulted him into the Origin jersey. So it happens a couple of times a year where a player, you know, gets heaps of run meters, scores plenty of tries, gets a couple of line breaks, try assists, all that sort of stuff, and racks up a hundred fantasy points yeah that's exciting i hope to see it if you had to give me three players that have potential this weekend in particular to be getting that hundred well somebody that i like a lot in fantasy and i've been having him as my captain all year is Payne Haas. yeah i think he can do it a couple of tries up against the tigers plenty of run meters (laughs) to be gained um another one that stands out this week would probably be matt burton yeah. In, in the Bulldog side coming up against the Knights. So I think they'll score plenty of points. Yeah. And he's obviously at the center of everything they do there. Yep. One more, one more. Oh, you don't have to give me one more. You've given me two good ones. Payne House. Nathan Cleary. Nathan he's always Kai. Good. He's always good. <laughs> he's always a chance. Where, who do Panthers play this weekend? Actually? They, they've got the Eels. So again, yeah, they could pile right. on plenty of they points. They could. And- they could. If the Eels show up, you know, in their. Although, against Panthers, Eels always show up, so it could be yeah, a close Yeah, they beat one. them the last time they played. You literally so. don't know what, what outfit is going to show up for the Eels. It's been the case for the last 10 years. Nice. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what uh, is your prediction for yes, the upcoming week? My prediction, Harvey, is based on uh, jersey colour. And not, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Manly anymore. Not talking, no, about, not okay. talking about the, the, uh, the Pride jersey. I think that all... Three of the NRL teams that wear red as one of their colours will win. Uh, so by that I mean the Roosters. I mean obviously the yeah. Warriors wear a bit of red, but I'm talking primary. Okay, main yeah, we'll go through it. Roosters, Roosters to beat Manly. Yeah. Um, I've got Knights to beat the Bulldogs. Wow. And the Dragons to beat the Cowboys. Okay. It's a pretty bold one. Uh, You're not including the Rabbitohs. I oh, know it's not oh, red. Yeah, it's, it's Cardinal the Rabbitohs wear red. Um, let me. Who do, do you want to them in there? Who do Rabbitohs play? They've got the Sharks, so it's close. <laughs> if I put them in there, and then uh, the other ones end up coming off, and then the Sharks beat Rabbitohs, I'll be pissed off. But I do. If I'm going to put the Knights in as a red team, then I kind yeah. of had to put the Rabbitohs in as a red team. You know what? Fuck it. Rabbitos are in. <laughs> <laughs> Just simply based off. 
<laughs> oh, God. Roosters, Rabbitohs, Knights, Dragons. I think, honestly, the only favourites there of any of them are the Roosters. So, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, there you go, it's bold. It's bold. Hopefully the fans well, can see that. Well, we got seven points to catch up against Timmy. So, you need some bold scores to come your way. I do. I definitely do need some bold scores. And just before we go for another week, uh, we, uh, me and Harvey, have nominated all of our players that we're gonna that will be nominated for the Tatagaga Player of the Year. You guys have also nominated a bunch of players, but this week we've currently got fifteen, and uh, we plan on doing a bit of a like a tournament sort of voting tournament to decide on who wins. So in order to make it nice and clean, we need sixteen, which means we need one more, one more Player of the Year nominee from you the fans and uh, we'll be putting that up on our Instagram this week uh, we've got currently these are the players who have been nominated Azayo, Cameron Munster Ben Hunt Nico Hines Ryan Pappenhausen Dylan Edwards Nathan Cleary Daly Cherry Evans James Tedesco Chad Townsend Adam Reynolds Joe Tarpany Harry Grant and Joey Manu uh, oh no, and and Patrick Carrigan, who was the latest <laughs> fan voted nominee. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. Well but done. We need everyone. one more. We need one, one more, more fan vote. Who's it going to be? I've been seeing, I've been seeing Latrell Mitchell's name pop up a lot. I've been yeah. seeing uh, Jake Brooks. Jakey. Tri- <laughs> 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 oh God, poor guys become such a meme. Um, oh no, uh, Jakey. Jake. Oh, hang on. Izzy's little alarm thing's going on. That's because we're recording in the morning and it's... Um, <laughs> and Jakey Trebojevic's name has come up yes. quite a bit. Uh, there's been a few. There's been a few goodies. I'm, I'm excited to see who ends up... Who ends up get, it. I think Scotty Drinkwater could be a bit of a smoky. Scotty Drinkwater? If I, was, if I was looking to nominate this week, maybe I'll put him as my fan vote. Cool. Big Tino's oh. name's been in there as well. Big Tino. Uh, Matty Burton's name's popped up a few times. Yeah. And this is all um, heading towards our Player of the Year, the Tag Award, which will be announced at our Tag Award ceremony, Can't along wait. with many other awards that will be coming your way in the coming weeks. We're always looking for new award ideas and plenty of nominations for those awards as well. So plenty of time to share your thoughts on the 2022 season. Can't wait. How good. Uh, we go again this week. I'm sure there'll be lots of controversy to dissect next week. But, oh, yeah. But whatever. Well, whatever. <laughs> We're used to it now, I suppose. I guess this is the sport that, this is the sport that we support. So I guess we got to, it's our fault for, for, for getting on board with it in the first place. That's anyway, <laughs> until next time, Harvey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.